Hello, 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 and welcome to the show with Wrestling with Entertainment, the only audio experience on the website. The trusted choice for interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on you, and previewing and reviewing the latest shows from AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday on YouTube and CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Playout One Coffee. I'm, of course, your host, James J., alongside Coleco Yachts. What is good, everybody? What is it, like the third day of Kwanzaa? Happy Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. Hey, everybody. And, of course, Scooter Dust, who is not here tonight. Um, but it was a good week for Wrestling With, as we interviewed um, Vincent Michaels on um, Tuesday. Um, great individual, individual just starting his um, wrestling career, and uh, you know, the future is bright for the son of wrestling. And then um, Lola Harvey on Wednesday, um, in the same boat as Vincent, um, just starting her career, and I'm excited to see you know what happens. Um, this upcoming um, Tuesday. We have um, uh, Jade Blackwell on the show, um, just uh, actually a year into her wrestling career as well. Um, and we talk about that, we talk about um, teaming with childhood uh, favorites, um, winning the Empress Championship, um, some independent matches of hers, and a, a hell of a lot more. And then on Wednesday, we have Jessica Black. Um, up front in Canada, um, she won a tournament that actually got her to, um, a scholarship at the Nightmare Factory. We talk about that, being a teacher, um, the advantages and disadvantages of wrestling with your significant other, um, zombie wrestling, um, that time she was on I Can See Your Voice, a hell of a lot more. Um, but don't take my word for it. Here's some clips now. I gotta throw Nickelback in there somewhere because I've, gro- I've grown up on Nickelback. Um, hmm. And Jade has officially torn heel. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can already, I can already see, I can already see the the comments now. Nickelback, really? Nickelback? I will defend Nickelback. Um, Is Canada's greatest national tre- treasure Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I mean, he's he's up there. He's up there. Uh, I I enjoy him. He's 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 fun, and he does a lot of good. Um, I I I, I don't. Yeah, he does. What I see, he does a lot of good. But uh, no, he's not a. He's, you know, we 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 have other things. You know, <laughs> we've given other things to the world than just Ryan Reynolds, and he he is good. I don't. No, I don't mean to insult him, but yeah, didn't Bret Hart get voted? He Bret Hart got voted like higher up on the most important Canadians than he did. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, it was a while ago, so to be fair, maybe Ryan Reynolds wasn't even part of, like, he may, he may not have been popular at that time yet. So well, maybe that would be different now, but uh, 
but yeah, no, I, I mean, again, I like him, but. Well, then, in your yeah. opinion, who is Canada's greatest national treasure? Jessica Black. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I that's, 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 again, these are hard questions you're asking. They're good, very good questions, though. <laughs> um, I don't. I. 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 I go with Celine Dion more. More than that's right. And I'm sure people would like hate me for saying that, but she's still done a lot of good for Canada. <laughs> you said Celine Dion. I did. I did. Wow, Dion Maiden showing her true colors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my heart will go on. You know, you can't. You can't beat that. All right, and then on the 19th, we got Jake, uh, Jake Taylor, the 20th, um, Angel Blue, and then on the 27th, uh, Katrina Creek. All right, I think we are done putting ourselves over um, because it is a great day for wrestling, and we are wrestling with the news. Came out earlier, uh, well, actually yesterday, to be exact. Um, TNA Impact will be streaming on Endeavor's um, streaming service, which obviously Endeavor is WWE, UFC, etc. Um, is this just um, keeping the network a little bit busy until WWE gets off Peacock? Or... Could we see an, uh, a TNA WWE partnership in, to some degree coming in, up in the future? I mean, it wouldn't be a partnership, right? Because Endeavor is Endeavor is a separate entity of WWE. So that's very kind of the dice gets tricky, right? Like everybody's thinking, oh gosh, it's Endeavor, so it's WWE. But WWE is just a, a company under the um, Endeavor umbrella. You know, so I, you can't really say it's WWE's doing more so than it's Endeavor's doing. Well, WWE has to have somewhat of a say in, in it, right? Because, you know, they are under that um, that banner. Not really. Kind of like how um, it's kind of like how uh, Disney owns ESPN, and if Disney gets another sports channel, what the fuck ESPN can go and do about it? Nothing, because the parent company owns it all. Okay, so we shouldn't expect anything. Um, to come of this with WWE and uh, I mean I wouldn't I, I, I can't see it happening because it would be a bigger deal if the bigger deal would be if Impact was on USA yeah. that directly fucks with their bottom line you see what I So that, yeah, that's where I would be, but other than that, nah, I'm not too deep. Well, what about, um, 
we got it's rumored that Tyler Bates might be moving up to the main roster. Uh, the big strong boy. What do you think if this does actually happen? Does Tyler Bates do well on the main roster? Ah, mm. uh, it's 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 tricky with him too because I thought he would have went up after like he had the classics like with Pete Dunn and Gunther, them cats, and struck him while the iron's hot with them. But I guess they thought he was too young to develop. You forget he's been there since what. 2016. 19? Like, he, he was like a... Yeah, he was like 19 there, so... Eventually, sink or swim time, right? Well, first, where would he do better on Raw SmackDown? Um... Good question. Uh... Cause I don't know, is Dunn still on Raw, right? Dunn's on SmackDown. Well, maybe SmackDown, cause but Gunther's on Raw, so that's where it's. I mean, people were who got the familiarity with him, I think would help. Um, it's also a matter of how they bring him up, right? They just can't. If they're gonna change his name to. Byler Tate or some shit like that. So, yeah, you know, they just flip the names around. Yeah. You know, like Mad Braddocks. <laughs> Brad Maddox, Maddox Braddocks, Braddocks. I think he, when he got when he got released, he called himself Mad Braddocks. But yeah. Well, maybe he shouldn't have been releasing something else while he was um, in WWE, if you know what I mean. It's kind of double-edged, honestly. If Tyler goes to SmackDown, you know he's going to be... um, He's going to be associated with the Rolling Thieves. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And he goes... Right. But if he goes to war, he's he's probably going to be thrusted into a rivalry with um, Walter, for, uh, well, Gunther, I should say, for obvious reasons. But what exactly happens to him after that rivalry? After that, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And the question is, what... Because I guess he was there to build a persona. But the question is, what's his persona? He's the big strong boy. Tyler, Tyler Bates. Tyler, Tyler Bates. Bates, Bates, Bates. Nah, 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 nah. That was... It felt like 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago. (laughs) That literally felt like 10 years ago. Tyler, Tyler Bay, na 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 na. If they both have, you know, I'll be 
I'll, I won't be as generous as I could be. If they give him 15 minutes with Walter on paid preview, would that be enough to get the people on his side in order to do something with him after that rivalry? Like, do something... Nope. 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 Still got to have something to say. Still got to have a persona to connect to the people. So that's the biggest thing. Can you name a Tyler Bay promo that stuck out to you? One that sticks out. Trying to think. What sticks out? I can't necessarily remember him even talking on the mic. It's usually Trent Seven, but I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, he hasn't had a. I can't like I said, I can't remember him actually saying anything on the mic. So that might be. I mean, they gave him some chances. I just don't remember what the fuck he said. I can't think of one promo that like sticks out. And that might be a problem. So maybe SmackDown would be the best way to showcase him. You know, draw him in the brawling boots and you're good to go. I mean, it's a problem when Nakamura can't speak English and I can remember more promos than Tyler Bates. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. I know you're I not- still remember Nakamura, sorry. No speaker English in that <laughs> I remember that more than goddamn anything Tyler Baby said in ten years. Nakamura hasn't even there's been Nakamura promos where he literally says nothing and they're more memorable. <laughs> but uh we shall see where that leads. Um, something that is lead, possibly leading to something. Um, Ken Shamrock has merchandise released on WWE.com, which uh, leads a lot of people to believe that um, he reached some type of deal with uh, WWE and will possibly go into the Hall of Fame, um, well, next year, uh, for WrestleMania. Uh, your thoughts, Coleco? I mean, ain't that many people they can induct that's left, right? That's what I, I was going over there with somebody else. I was like, who else can they induct that's not been inducted before? Other than people who think people should be in. Rock wasn't, no, other than Rock and Batista and all them. I'm talking about people who, you know, fond memories of. Because Owen's a no-go. I mean, you can make the case of demolition. But it's not going to be a headliner type of year. I mean, they could have a headliner, but he might be the headliner. I mean, what about Triple H? You have to prepare yourself. 
prepare yourself for that. Hey, what about Triple H as a headliner? Uh, he could, but I don't see him doing himself over like that. As a wrestler, he would have done that. But as a GM, I don't see him doing that. Unless it's like literally the bare minimum, last minute. This sounds a little insane. Because remember, remember, he's already in with GX. Right, but he's still, but he's not so, in, you know, individually as just Triple H. Honestly, I think if I bet he's waiting till his chapter is done as the man in WWE to induct himself. This sounds a little bit insane. What if they induct Vince McMahon? Are people clamoring for Vince McMahon though? Will they ever? See, that's the thing. Would they ever clamor for him? But I feel like he would be, as much as people don't think he would do this, I feel like he would be a behind-the-scenes type of motherfucker to induct himself. He wouldn't want all the attention. True. But, you know, back to Ken Shamrock. Is it a big deal that Ken Shamrock may possibly be back in WWE? I mean, if he's in the Hall of Fame, yeah. That's, I mean, I wouldn't say that's a big deal, but I think he was the genesis of that MMA WWE crossover. I mean, he did <laughs> his match against the promo leading into his match against The Rock at WrestleMania 14 was the genesis of um, If You Smell What The Rock Is Cooking. That is true, but I think his impact is more in the sense of people may not brought no he at that time he brought credibility to that sport as an MMA fighter. You think you're talking about a former? Because keep in mind, back then UFC wasn't what it was now. But when you think about it, like damn, they had the best UFC fighter in the world in WWE at that time. Like fuck out of here. In his prime, nonetheless. But it's good that he's in. I don't think he's a headliner. But a second filler? Yeah. Former Intercontinental Champion. Impervious part of the Attitude Era. So, yeah. They brought that sport credibility. I don't know. Um, You know, speaking of bringing credibility to a sport outside of pro wrestling... Um, Brock Lesnar in a wig, I mean, Miles Lesnar, um, set a shock put record, um, at her school. Uh, I believe she's 21 years old. Um, did you see, um, this bit of news, Coleco? 
Yes, and the only reason it's a big deal because it's Brock Lesnar's daughter. Come on. Now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 track and field. Shot put. I mean, even if it's not Brock Lesnar's daughter, it's still you know impressive. And Would we be talking about it if it wasn't Brock Lesnar's daughter? No, we wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. There you go. Jakari <laughs> Richardson broke the the hundred meter fast re- world record. No one gives a shit unless her name was Shikari Johnson, cousin of Rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Not knocking the feet. What? But I mean. But. People thinking, oh, she broke the shot put record. She's ready to go to WWE. Like, wait, what? What can you talk about? It's shot put. I mean, you could shot put um, some of the goals, I suppose. Totally if she good. shot put Nia Jax, I would be surprised. There you go. Well, I mean, she could easily shot put Selena Vega. And Chelsea. Um, Chelsea has some height on her. Oh, Kyrie. Shot put, shot put Piper Niven. Then, then come holler at <laughs> Fair enough. Somebody that got um, shot put this, year, uh, this week, I should say. Um, AW fired the vice president of post productions. Um, his name is Kevin Sullivan. No, not that Kevin Sullivan. Um, actually, it was that Kevin Sullivan. I heard that it wasn't that Kevin Sullivan. Well, from what I saw, unless it was, unless I'm mistaken, the taskmaster said Kevin Sullivan. I didn't hear that it was, I didn't hear it was that Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. I heard that it was another Kevin Sullivan. God damn it. They need to quit confusing me with these Kevin Sullivans. Give me a name like Br- Mad Braddock. It's Sullivan Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> seven, seven Coverland. I... I didn't necessarily take this as a big deal, but it seems like a lot of people within AEW is making a big deal of it. Um, I'm like, with, you know, obviously QT Marshall um, resigned last week. Um, is this a sign that AEW is going in a different direction, maybe not necessarily a good direction going forward from this point. Well, I don't know if it's a good direction, but it's a different direction. But keep in mind, Tony is going to do that anyway. Like, you think he spent all this money for him to go, oh, yeah, y'all just do what y'all want to do. Well, I mean, he, uh, this guy was... At in AEW from the very beginning of in 2019, so I mean he wasn't like you know somebody that they just brought in and obviously and didn't 
just didn't work out. You know, he had somewhat of a tenure with the company. You know what I mean? Yeah, but sometimes there's a difference. Tenure is probably just to be a placeholder until that person gets on their footing. Kind of like how uh, Alexa Bliss did on-the-job training for Bray Wyatt's gimmick and then took the gimmick. <laughs> Shit happens. Or it could be he, they feel like he's going a different direction and he doesn't want to go that route. Or his style doesn't fit with the new vision that he wants to go with. It's a lot of variable factors. But you can't judge it off of the initial. You can only judge it off the results that it will yield next year. Well, this is coming at arguably the most strangest time in AEW's history. They're making money. They're the most profitable they've been in the first in the uh the first four years that they've been a company. And yet they they're nowhere near the popularity. They're not selling nearly as many tickets and their ratings are are at an all time low. How does that make sense? Well uh... I don't think that the because no matter what they're gonna have at least a bare minimum loyal group that's gonna stick with it no matter what. I told you it's it's the base. They have a base. Is it gonna and and I don't think any wrestling company will ever be as popular as WWF because the problem is even when you think of nostalgia wrestling you're thinking WWF. You're not thinking anybody else. So that's the problem. Right. So they can try to the cows come home, but they'll never be number two. But they're good. They're okay with being an alternate. And the base loves them because of the fact they're it's like the base loves them more for who they're not than who they are. If that makes sense. Right. I mean, they're not. They're not getting casual viewers at any point in time right now. You know, they're not. They're not looking at those people whatsoever. Um. But do you even consider them a number two at this point? You know, New Japan has always been. You know, more. It's garnered more attraction from the non-traditional WWE crowd. And obviously, you know, TNA is trying to make a push to be in that conversation again. Whether they succeed or not is still to be determined. Um, Is this, you know, low point at a really bad time? Well... What is considered a low point? Because to me, it's like <clears throat> if their low point is that they're the absolute number two company in the country, then what's considered a low point? But they're not considered the, they're number two de facto because Tony has money. 
That's the only reason. Takes money to make money, sir. I mean, like, I guess if you if you make it if you say it that way. Well, they are making some money. Um, tickets went on sale last week for um, All In and Wembley Part Two. Um, the setup for the the arena this year was forty four thousand four hundred and fifty two, and they sold thirty three thousand nine hundred and twenty three, um, ten months in advance of the actual event, with nobody announced, nothing promised, nothing, 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 um, which is honestly impressive, but. It's still not what um, the seventy-one thousand that they did last year. Well, this year I should say. Because that seventy thousand was impromptu. Right. Remember that shit just came out the blue. Right. So and and. And it and it's kind of like uh, WrestleMania two for WrestleMania one. The first one is always going to be because it's the first. So I mean, it, it it was the first time in London, first time overseas. People were like excited, and this was people wanting to be like, oh, I'm a part of AEW's global expansion, if you will. Well, I'm not. Do they sell out? Do they reach the 44 or by September? Or could possibly some of these tickets actually decrease in a way? Because, you know, some people don't go to the events. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess we'll see where AEW and All In and all of that happens. If Will Ospreay's in a big match, does it go to 50, maybe 60,000? What, the hometown discount? Yeah. I. Are you expecting Will Ospreay to move 30,000 tickets by himself? Well, I mean, Omega, maybe Omega versus Osprey. I mean, they already gave away Jericho Osprey. Uh, I mean, Jericho Osprey. <sighs> Unless Jericho Osprey, too. I don't know. Do you expect MJF to be the champion by then? Jesus, I, let's hope not. Right. 
Let us hope not. But I mean, it's like you said, the people that are going to like AEW are going to go to the show. They have at least 60 to 70,000 people that have that. So, you know, I guess. They got a base. They have a base. Whatever you say, they have a loyal ass base. Just because they want to be nostalgic attitude era in 2023. I mean, that's. It's fun. It's great that you're doing, you know, overseas these numbers. But, I mean, I'm sure you saw the pictures of the last few AEW shows. They, they are not filling these arenas. They're getting maybe 2,000 plus people a week on their shows. Well, I mean, it, it just. But that's why they always get the shows in Chicago because they knew they would have a base in Chicago. They're going to spots that are not usually popular. I mean, there's other places where wrestling is really hot other than, you know, Chicago. I mean, they've alienated uh, the Chicago fan base now with the whole CM Punk thing. Uh, but, but, I mean, there's so many, there's just so many times you can go to Chicago or New York or stay in... Or the, Jacksonville. They actually haven't been to Jacksonville that much lately. I mean, I, I swear at one point it seemed like that's all they knew. That was during the pandemic, so I mean, it's no even after no no even after the pandemic. Jeez, it felt like it was just that there, Chicago, there, Chicago. They do well the first time they come somewhere, and then the second time, it's less and less and less. Um. I wouldn't think it old. Uh, Dago wasn't really that popular. But it was the first time that they were there. But I would have thought they would have been better. Considering that so- SoCal has been begging. I mean, California in general has been begging. It felt like they hot pot everybody except California. Right. And then... <laughs> so... But it also goes to show if you've been to one, you've been to all of them. It's like a Tyler Perry movie. You've seen one, you've seen them all. True. You're not wrong. And uh, speaking of seeing him once, you've seen him all times. Ric Flair. Um, Tony Khan revealed that um, they're not actually paying Ric Flair to be on AEW TV. Ric Flair is paying AEW. Which, you know, doesn't surprise me. Kalika? He's paid by what? 
he's being paid, uh, Ric Flair, the Wu Energy Drink, is the one actually paying AEW, um, to sponsor the drink and, um, have appearances by Ric Flair. Jesus Christ. So, Wu Energy Drink is the official drink of AEW. Yep. Lord help us all. But, I mean, hey, if he likes it, I love it. Ric Flair is just going to keep doing this shit till he dies in the ring. At minimum. Or until he actually takes a drink of Wu. I wonder if he actually drank it. Don't you wonder? I'm thinking that he's not... If, if he has taken a drink, I'm sure that it was replaced with something that his body could actually tolerate. Johnny Walker Blue? I was going to say, like, Wardle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Looks like a Johnny Walker Blue type of person. Just saying. I believe, um, I believe that will actually conclude this episode. Um, you know, nothing else to talk about. Um, maybe we'll talk about, um, some of the things on SmackDown next week. Um, what? We're not going to talk about, uh, this upcoming Jingle Bell Knox. <laughs> Shout out, Chronicles of Coleco. We are in Pomona getting ready for night one of two nights of Knox Pro Wrestling. Very interesting. And you could check out um, our YouTube page for. You could check out our YouTube page, uh, Windows Drop. Um, Calico's Chronicles coming back um, for the end of the year. Some um, treats for the Christmas season. Um, and join us next Saturday as we uh, preview and yeah, we preview um, AEW's World's End and um, New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom. What number are they on? Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, 11? 12? No, it's like 17. 18. There you go. See, I knew it. And then um, the next two weeks after that, um, we got for you. um, What's that date? Uh, On the 23rd, um, we have our top five list. Um, we'll be uh, doing our top five uh, male wrestlers, our top five female wrestlers, and our top five um, tag teams of 2022. Um, it should be interesting and one you should want to miss. And then on um, Saturday the 30th, um, you could join us for a Royal Rumble watch-along um, what's Royal Rumble? We're not even sure yet. But when we, when it drops, you will be surprised. It should be a good time. 
And uh, if you don't want to see the 10 hours that is um, AEW's World's End, you can join us for maybe just an hour with, for some good times and some laughs. All right. Thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment. We're on YouTube and CastBox. This was sponsored by Love Energy and Play All Great Month Coffee. Join us this Tuesday as we interview Jade Blackwell. This Wednesday as we interview um, Jessica Black. And join us every uh, Tuesday and Wednesday for new incredible interviews. Follow the show at Wrestling with Ebook on Twitter and Instagram for information on who we're interviewing, when we're interviewing them, links to those interviews, and so much more. Uh, follow me personally at JamesJ993. And where can we find Kaliko? I am Kaliko, getting ready for this show. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be Liddy. They got. I think they got a shopping cart hardcore match. Like, how can you get hard? I mean, I would quit that match just just if it hits my ankle. So I'm I'm willing to see what what they can come up with in that match. For Coleco Yachts and Scooter Dust, I'm James J, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.